it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, it's here. The final show, hopefully ever, to be done in the Thunderdome. I thank it for its service, but dear Lord, give me the fans. I can't wait. Friday Night Smackdown. First WWE event, non-WrestleMania, to have fans... Since last March, I believe, if I remember correctly. Either way, it's been too long. And I can't wait for it. It's going to be great to have the fans screaming and yelling again. (sighs) Mm. Alright, so. This is your go-home show from Money in the Bank can't believe it's already six days away. I feel like this month has flown. And we're not even halfway done yet. But it's going to be a busy weekend. For those of you who follow Impact Wrestling, you got Slammiversary. Uh, for those of you who really have been following, I believe in two days on the 14th is that magic, magic number where... Those released wrestlers can sign anywhere they want, show up wherever they want. So I expect some surprises this weekend. Should be good stuff. I'm very excited for it. And of course, on Sunday, Money in the Bank itself, you know, get those two big ladder matches and everything else going on. So. I will do all of my picks for the shows, uh, well, actually, just for Money in the Bank on my SmackDown study, which will come out Saturday. Uh, Sam and I will do some brief picks for anniversary during our normal Above the Ring episode, which will come out on its normal day on Friday. Um, Sam will actually not be in town this weekend. He's actually going on vacation so he will be missing both Slammiversary and Money in the Bank. But don't you worry. Your boy has got you covered. We live tweeting both shows. And we will we will not miss any action. Everything will be back to normal. So looking forward to it. Should be a great weekend. But let's get into Raw. 
yes, this was a pre-taped show. I believe they taped it after last week's Raw, which kind of makes sense because you want to get everything ready in Texas for when the fans come back. So I can understand. Um, first things first, we want to ha- give our condolences to uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff's family and friends and fans uh, for his, uh, his, his, his loss, his, his, his passing away. Um, I was always a big fan of his. Um, he, he was the epitome of what a bad guy was supposed to be back in the day. Um, so it is a tremendous loss and, uh, I know a lot of people were a little upset because they didn't do anything for the show besides the normal, you know, in memory of the very beginning, but people have to remember this was a pre-taped show, so obviously nothing could be done. Um, I do expect maybe something to be done on Friday or even tomorrow on NXT, but we'll see. But... The show itself kicking off right away with some in-ring action as Austin Creed, Xavier Woods, gets his one-on-one rematch with Bobby Lashley. And I can't believe I'm about to say this. And this is this is not 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 a knock, but Xavier Woods. Gets the W with the strongest move in all of professional wrestling, the small package. (laughs) Now, at first I didn't understand why they did this decision. Because obviously, yes, there's like a 99% chance here that Lashley's going to win come Sunday. But I was confused as to why they had Woods win clean, too. It's just it kind of took me off guard. Uh, it's not, it's never good when your dominant champion starts losing. And, you know, I, by shenanigans, it's one thing. But losing clean to Xavier Woods, who's not even in the title picture. That's a bit of an issue, but whatever. By the end of the show, I completely understood, and it made actually and it actually made some sense. But I'll get there once you know once we get there. Uh, after that, we had ourselves uh, with Alexis Playground. We had even Marie and Dewdrop on the show. Miss uh, was talking pretty much about Money in the Bank. She's very excited for, you know, being able to play with all her friends and being able to go and try to get the Money in the Bank briefcase and potentially become Raw Women's Champion. But even Marie doing her best heel work, which uh, for most people is is, is pretty bad. <laughs> um, basically just craps all over the show. Says that she will never come back and that she deserves better. Dewdrop, on the other hand, seems to taking a liking to Miss Bliss. And again, we'll uh, we'll cover that in a little bit too. 
after that, uh, Jinder Mahal and his associates come to the ring. Uh, they have a message for Drew McIntyre, letting him know that, you know, by, well, they won't let bygones be bygones and that, you know, they did some work on his Claymore and they wanted to give it back to him. And, well, Claymore had changed, looked like a samurai sword. It was broken. It was all, yeah, clearly a ruse. <laughs> Uh, but Drew himself uh, was on the Titan Tron telling Jinder, well, he knows you're full of shit, uh, has his actual Claymore with him, and then proceeds to destroy Jinder Mahal's motorcycle that he's been bringing in lately. Uh, Jinder Mahal taking that uh, American badass uh, taker, you know, shtick to heart. <laughs> but after uh, tonight, eh, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I really kind of hope that he arrives at the arena next week with his motorcycle just completely trashed. I really hope they do that. I think that'd be that'd be quite hilarious. Uh, so we are we are steamrolling towards a feud. I would assume between those two. I definitely expect Jinder to get involved during Money in the Bank and cause Drew to not, you know, not win. So, after that, we moved on to our fatal four-way match uh, between the Raw women's participants in the Money in the Bank match. It was uh, Nikki Ash versus Alexa Bliss versus Asuka versus Naomi. Really good match. Um, each woman got their chance for a little bit of a you know a spotlight. Um, until a dewdrop and Eva Marie decided to show up at ring at ringside, and then um, dewdrop removes Miss Bliss from the equation, dumping her over the guardrail. Um, but the problem is when they pan over to try to see where she is, she's gone, like poof, gone. So clearly. Bad things are coming. <laughs> um, but she was gone for the rest of the match. And it actually led to Nikki Ash pinning Asuka and getting the win and getting all the momentum back uh, that she had lost previously after Nia Jax pinned her last week. But it's nice to see that Nikki's going in the right direction. Um, I've really taken to this new persona that she's developed. Um, I know a lot of people were real quick to, to you know, crap all over it because that's what the internet wrestling community likes to do. But, you know, once they found out that this was her idea and not Vince's idea, a lot of people started to actually warm up to it. So Because, you know, that's what happens when you give things a chance and realize, oh, <laughs> we jumped to conclusions that we didn't need to jump to. That's what happens. It's 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 still hilarious to the state to see. So good for her. I think she's gonna have probably a ridiculous flying spot during this match, uh, during that match at Money in the Bank. Um, if she doesn't, I think it's a wasted opportunity, um, especially with her having the cape. I mean, seriously, she needs to fly. It's just it's how this how this works. Uh, after that, we ended up having a pair of singles matches between 
the two tag teams that will be going at it at Money in the Bank. Uh, it was AJ Styles taking on Ivar of the Viking Raiders and Omos taking on Eric. And surprisingly enough, the team split 1-1 with Ivar getting the win over AJ in hilarious fashion and Omos just absolutely destroying Eric. Um, I do love the fact that they're actually pushing Omos as a legitimate monster. <clears throat> yes, unfortunately, he is the replacement for Braun Strowman, who... God knows where he ends up next. Um, but hopefully when he does, should be good. After that, we had our much-anticipated, and I say that fondly, between Sheamus and Humberto Carrillo for the United States Championship. Remember, it was six weeks ago when Humberto Carrillo accidentally broke Sheamus's nose Put him out of action, and mm. well, before the match itself, Sheamus literally took out Humberto Carrillo in the back, uh, which led to Damian Priest showing up, kind of having a bit of a stare down with Sheamus, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, okay, we we're gonna tease this. I, I like that. You've, uh, I think that match between those two would be absolutely outstanding. So, Humberto keeps telling everybody that he's going to compete, even though he just got his face beaten in. <laughs> um, but as soon as the bell rings, Sheamus hits the bro kick. And, uh, yeah, this, this match was quicker than the Daniel Bryan match at WrestleMania all those years ago. So he does retain, uh, Sheamus, that is, and then Sheamus starts to go on a bit of a beatdown uh, on Umberto, which, cause, uh, which causes Damian Priest to come back out to, to save him from getting, uh, from Umberto getting his face destroyed by Sheamus. Well, Sheamus was, had his foot stomped down on Umberto's hair, and he looked like he was ready to drop the, drop the boot all over Humberto's <laughs> face. But Priest comes out, makes the save, and yeah, it looks like this feud is happening. And I think that this could be a really, really good feud. Um, I honestly don't know who would win this, to be honest with you. Um, and that's the great part about it. I, I'm very excited to see what happens between these two. I think they could have some really, really fantastic matches um, because we all know WWE never does a one and done when it happens to be for a title. So, uh, so while I fantasy book that match, we had one hell of a match up next. It was a Falls Count Anywhere match between John Morrison and Ricochet. And I tell you what, holy shit. <laughs> uh, easily the match of the night. Uh, these two should be on television more often, period. Uh, having them face one another was great. Uh, who cares if it's the third week in a row? This match was outstanding. Ricochet gets the win. 
after one hell of a splash through a t- uh, through a ladder onto Morrison on the outside, gets the one two three. It was just insane. Uh, after that, we ended up having women's action as Natalia challenged the Raw Women's Champion Rhea Ripley. Rhea does get the win, but unfortunately, Charlotte is right out there after the match is over and effectively takes out the champ. So, if we follow that that wrestling logic, Charlotte's not going to win come Sunday. So, that might make a lot of people happy. (laughs) So, we'll see. After that, our main event was the MVP Lounge. Lashley was the the guest. Um, And I'm telling you, man, after Lashley lost to Woods at the beginning of the show, Lashley just left. MVP tracked him down, told him, hey, come back. You know, we're going to do MVP Lounge. We want you to be the the guest, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So MVP and the ladies are in the ring with the drinks and everything else. And he's like, all right, you know, introduce the almighty WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. He has to do it a couple times. And then the ladies get involved to do it. And then he finally comes out. And I'm telling you, Lashley is like, Completely disheveled. Like, the shirt's not tucked in. His tie's all messed up. And I'm surprised he had both shoes on. It was... <laughs> he gets in the ring, immediately grabs the mic, and dismisses the ladies. Says he needs to talk to MVP, you know, alone. And, you know, it'd be better if they, you know, just waited in the back. So, Lashley then decides that he needs to tell MVP that... At first, he thought Kofi was just talking trash about how MVP is taking Lashley's eye off the ball, and Lashley's been losing because of it. It's not wrong. I immediately got nervous because I was like, no, don't break up MVP and Lashley. God forbid you already took away Cedric Alexander and um, Shelton Benjamin from the Hurt Business. Don't kill this... Please, dear God. But Lashley said he's, he's, he's had enough. No more drinks, no more parties, no more girls. The only thing that he wants to do is destroy people. And he wants to get back to business. And I'm like, thank God. Because the best Lashley is the walking Armageddon Lashley. Lashley we had when he was with the TNA that he was showing before MVP decided to have all these parties and all this, these women and all these drinks and all this other bullshit that wasn't needed. Took Lashley off the ball, and he's been paying for it mightily. So after he said that, he effectively destroyed the entire MVP lounge. He nearly came to blows with MVP, and... The show just ends with MVP with the state of shock on his face and Lashley just leaving the ring after it's literally destroyed. He threw everything out, broke everything. The man's throwing the full-size couches out the ring. I'm like, okay, all right. Man's big man, and he has the right to be because if he doesn't watch himself, he could lose that title come Money in the Bank to Kofi Kingston. So we shall see. But that was it. 
the last show in the Thunderdome. Like I said, we start on Friday. We go back to the crowds for WWE. I know AEW started that last week. So it's going to be good stuff. Very excited for it. Like I said, the show was pretty good. Uh, I'd probably give it like an 82, 83. Could be minus. But as for us, we will continue the grind. We'll see you tomorrow night for NXT. Wednesday for AW Dynamite. Thursday, Sam and I will be doing our Above the Ring recording, which will come out on Friday. SmackDown study will come out on Saturday uh, with my picks for Money in the Bank. We'll be live tweeting Saturday night for uh, Impact Slammiversary, and then we will be tweeting, live tweeting on Sunday for Money in the Bank. It is a busy week, and we love it. Can't wait for it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at media underscore bedlam. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as Bedlam Media. And you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform out there. If we're not a part of one that you listen to, just let us know any way possible. Just tweet us, you know, write on our, our you know, comment on our messages that we put out there and our posts and everything. Let us know what you listen to. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop shopping and add a little bedlam to your day. Again, my name is Scott. Is, uh, is Scott. You can find me pretty much everywhere at Scotty G Stream. Guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. I hope you all have a wonderful week. We will see you pretty much every day this week in some capacity. Most importantly, though, please always remember to join the bedlam. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful evening. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.